Yo, this is your boy Flex from Jersey. I'm here with my man Dan Duarte, the Coast to Coast podcast. And when we chilling back and kicking it, we listening to the Aussie Suns fans podcast with my man Dan Duarte and the Coast to Coast Quad. Aussie Suns fan podcast. And guess what, guys? Sponsored by at Buffalo Trace. <laughs> Unofficially, of course. Let's go. <laughs> As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Welcome everybody, season two, episode 27 of the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Gavin. I'm here with Nate and Howdy. Trev, who's jumped in today to cover for Boyd. Um, happy birthday, Boyd. Um, we know that uh, you've got better things to do than hang out with us. So we brought Trev in, who's a much better guest than you anyway. Um, in saying that, also happy birthday to Ash um, Shaw as well. Uh, apparently they're twins one year apart, but Trev, welcome apart. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thanks, Gav. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for having me again, guys. So, uh, yeah, always, always ready at the end of the bench to get the call up and, uh, happy birthday to our brothers, uh, Boydo and Ash. Hope they, uh, have a good day. So, um, rock and roll. Trev, I have a lot of faith in you being on the pod that the editing at the end is going to be a lot quicker. So, uh, <laughs> good Look, news I'm, for I'm, me. I'm Thank gonna... you. I'm, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it won't be any slower, mate. So that's a positive thing. So. And, and we probably won't have any sea bombs tonight, which is great. So that's right. Um, certainly, we want to wish Ash a happy birthday. Boyd, get fucked. Um, <laughs> we're going to go straight into the season wrap up. Um, I'm just going to run through some stats of what we had this year and basically get feedback from you guys on what your thoughts were of the year. Obviously, one of the greatest years in Suns history. But in 2021-22, we used 23 players this season. Um, we finished the season with a 64 and 18 record. Uh, our road record and our home record was 32 and nine, which uh, our road record was higher than all other teams' home winning percentage, which is just a phenomenal stat. Uh, we were 47 and 0 when leading at three quarter time. Devin Booker and Chris Paul were all-stars. Monty, Book and Mikhail are all in major award discussions. And obviously, this was the greatest season in franchise history. Um, Trev, what were your thoughts on the year? Uh, just amazing. Like, what a ride. I mean, all of us would have been last year. Like, what a ride it was. And then, you know, sadly, it comes to an end and you think, bloody hell. You know, a hell of a lot has to go right to get back, not only to the playoffs, then, you know, that's still to be seen, but to make a deep run. And, of course, we all know we started one and three. Harrison Barnes pulls one out of the proverbial um, against us early doors. And we think, gee whiz, this isn't, this, this has all gone sour pretty quick. And then uh, not too long after that, we peel off 18 in a row, if you don't mind. Um, and then you could just gradually see the chemistry was building. Um, you know, all those little pieces were gradually. You know, it took 
sham it a long time to get things happening. Then we get a rock. Guys would go out with COVID or tweaked ankles or DA would have a mystery illness that went on forever. And then everyone's speculating, are we going to re-sign, you know, all of these guys? You know, that was another thing. DA not getting maxed at the time. How's that going to affect us going into the season? But it's just the, the will and the desire that these guys have. I mean, countless times, you normally, you, know, you nearly get to a point where if they're within five or six with a couple of minutes left, you know that they're going to win. They just execute so well down the clutch. Everyone knows their roles. Everyone's engaged on the bench. Um, and as a fan, like I'm sure we're all the same, right? We love sports. It's a good opportunity to just park everything else that's going on outside, you know, in the real world. And you can just hone in for a couple of hours. Um, generally, it's a, a lot longer, you know, when all the whistles get blown against us. But you know what I mean. Uh, and you just you just cheer your guts out, you know. You jump around like a crazy person, you know. Like I, I channel, I'm a 15 year old kid in a 40 year old man's body. It's just awesome. Um, so to get to get where to get back to where we have been, well, look, we're not there yet, obviously. But to produce this season, and you know, people will say, "Oh, we've had a charm run." What a load of trot! There's been so many injuries, lineup changes. It's just been next man up. Even today, you saw like what we had out there. Those guys, they had the will to win. They just want to. They want to keep executing. They want to run things, and they give up. So yeah, it's been a brilliant season. Um, of course, you know we're 16 wins away from the big one. Hopefully, um, a lot of work will go into that. But uh, yeah, it's just brilliant. And you know the stat you read off before the 32-9 uh, road record. I think is the best since the Knicks in 69-70, if I'm not mistaken. So it's pretty bloody good. And that includes that includes the um, Chicago Bulls and Warriors teams who basically didn't even lose games. Mm. So yeah, but just to see, I think just to finally sum up, I mean, I thought we were going to need a little bit more to get back, you know, to actually be a title team. You know, we had those little additions. We brought in Javale, we brought in Shamit, but the internal growth of Macau and mm-hmm. Cam Johnson, just for starters. Phenomenal, yeah. you know that that's the that's the thing that tips you over the edge, and you can just see, you know, when Book and CP get blitzed or hounded, as it's going to happen in the playoffs, you're going to know that we can throw it over to McHale, and he's going to be able to make a play, and more often than not, if he gets you know a couple of feet in that paint, he's going to finish it. So, bloody excited at what's, um, you know, don't take for granted what's just happened. It's been an absolute privilege, but yeah, bloody excited what's ahead of us. So, we'll see how we go. Now, Trev, um, after listening to you there, are you sure you can't book a flight and come with us to Phoenix? <laughs> Mate, you just, you, I mean, again, it's like the 15-year-old boy and the 40-year-old man's body. You kind of just lose all um, logical thought at this time. You're like, hell yeah, let's, let's so just that's go. A yes. Let's just, you're coming you know, with fam- us. Well, trust me, both the 15-year-old kid and the 40-year-old uh, man, both wallets are going to be empty at the end of this. <laughs> uh, yes. There's going to be no money left, Nate. How do you say the year? Oh, we just get in trouble with it anyway. So. It'd be pretty hard to expand on that because Trevor pretty much covered everything. Uh, he did it very well. Um, the Booker thing, I think when you're talking about player growth, uh, and we'll talk about you specifically talk about the growth of Mikel and the, t- the development of the team. I think when you look at, there's been talk around who, when do you peak? When are you at your best? Book is 25, right? Yeah. 
So he might not have peaked for another three to five years. Yeah. What does that even look like? Well, look, look at look at our entire list. I mean, outside of CP3, we've got no. Uh, if if we retain the list we've got, mm-hmm. this is a this is a dynasty waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, look, I, I can't really go into too much more. We we spoke in the last two pods uh, quite a bit about this, even like last week when we were chatting with um, with Flex. Um, I said, look, I think we've all bought in that this is the best team, and I said. I still want to see that extra. I want to see that finals repeat. Um, I kind of feel like I want to backpedal of it. Basically, looking back on the season and looking at the way they came back against Utah, that and I was just what a, what a season. What a, what a time to be a Suns fan when you've been through so much of the shit. Mm. And that's I agree, it. I, I agree well completely. Yeah, and it's. That's, I think that's the biggest thing. We've been through a whole heap of hell, but um, Trev covered it, Nate covered off on everything else. Reality is, as a Suns fan, and we've all been around, we've followed this side for a long time, this was just such an enjoyable season. And uh, I, I wrote something on Twitter today, which was that the season hadn't even started yet. It actually starts now. But let's take in what we've achieved this year and with all the crap we've been through with everything with, look, we had to put up with Ryan McDonough for a while. So everything that we've been able to achieve this year was just so enjoyable and it was a fantastic season. Um, Really enjoyed it. Can't wait for the playoffs um, because realistically, I think there's one simple, uh, one simple question that needs an answer and that question is who in the NBA can beat this team in seven games? And I think the answer is no one. I agree. Yeah, I think we're going to dive healthy, into that. I agree. I think we're yeah. going to dive right into that little later on, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's move in. We're, um, again, a little bit broader um, to what we normally do. So we're going to roll straight into our MVP, but this is our regular season MVP. Um, I think there's only three options. So if you guys want to throw someone else up after I run through this, that's fine. But I think there's three options for the regular season MVP. First option is Devin Booker, 68 games, 0.46 of uh, 460 field goal percentage, 383 point percentage, a 53 uh, effective field goal percentage, 4.8 assists, 1.1 steals, 26.8 26.8 points per game. Uh, Chris Paul, 65 games, 49 field goal, 31 three-point, 56 effective field goal, 10.8 assists, 1.9 steals, 14.7 points per game. And Mikhail Bridges, 82 games, 0.53 field goal, 0.37 three-point, 0.60 effective field goal percentage, assists, 1.2 steals, and 14.3 points per game. Let's go with you, Nate, first. Who is your regular season MVP? Um, I think the answer is going to be unanimous, but let's go with everyone. When you sent this through, because you had everything mashed together and it ran into playoff predictions and so forth, I I looked at this like it was not just about internal. We looked at the whole league. Given that our conversations have been about, 
you know what, Book is the best player on the best team. He has to be in the conversation for MVP. And now that he's actually in the top five of names that everyone's talking about, I actually looked at, okay, Booker's definitely my MVP. Uh, and out of, you know, Chris and Mikhail, like I was talking about his growth and what he is to this team and what he solidified this season for us, I believe it's Booker. Um, I did think when you look at externally, I don't think that he's going to win that award though. Oh, I don't either. I just feel like um, when they announced today that Embiid had wrapped up the scoring title, and I just think the NBA or the media has been gagging to give Embiid this award for yep. a while. Agreed. And I think with his play this year, with the games he's played, with the scoring title, I think he's slipped himself into into favourite position there. Even though I'd still give it to Booker because I don't think Philly are getting uh, to the finals. Well, it was funny. I read a tweet the other day um, from Eddie Johnson, who basically said Devin Booker could score 35 points a game if he wanted to. But he gave that up to win 64 games. True. Now, they could sit there and talk about Jokic, um, Embiid, Giannis, all those guys. But the reality is the reason why Devin Booker doesn't put those numbers up is he gave that up for 64 wins. And you can see it the way the team looks. Absolutely. Um, so your your tip for the Suns MVP this year is Devin Booker? Yep. All right, Trev? Yeah, look, Nate's covered it really well. Um, I just think, you know, and to touch back on a point Nate just made before, when we talk about organic growth, the growth in him, and I think it's more an emotional mindset. Like, oh, there was a game not so long ago. It might have been against Sacramento, and he got... I reckon he got fouled twice, he's retaliated, and he gets called for the foul. That's his fifth foul. Now, previously, he would have like lost his marbles, probably got teed up, review it, all this kind of stuff, but he just calmly went back down. He says, you know, we've got this. And these are the kind of jumps that have been huge. So it's no surprise to see him being able to, you know, carry the band when CP went down with the thump. And ditto, you know, books missed some games as well. Um, like how many times do you just see him come out and he's like, I'm going to set the table for the team. I'm going to get us rolling, right? These guys aren't quite going yet. I got this, right? And then the defense has to adjust. So they try and shut Booker down and that allows the other guys to get going. And then you bring CP in and he kind of finishes it all the work. But I mean, you're right, like talking about Twitter stuff, um, Gav, you see some of the stats there the other day on like touches per game. Like I think Jokic averages up about 85 book's about 58 <laughs> and everyone's hanging their hats on you know stats and all of these kinds of things um you know the other thing i can't have is like you can appreciate all these players as being good players your mbs your Jokic's, your Giannis's, right but just because you don't think they should be the mvp doesn't mean that you don't appreciate their game or, or what fine. they bring to the table um i mean the issue that i have with mvp it's it's a narrative driven award right yes. um like, the agenda all, kind like of, all NBA awards. Yeah. The agenda gets pushed from, you know, a, a fair way out, and it kind of plays out that way. Um, I don't the, think Booker The shitty part is salary depends on it. The salary yeah, is tied to these things, and that's the yeah. shitty part. Yeah, and you're exactly right. I mean, like on the side today, we see Drew Holiday 
start the game foul within three seconds. Because he wanted he collects, his extra 300k. Because yep, yeah. he's got his games played bonus, right? So they have all these things uh, worked in. But, I mean, look, deep down, I'd be quite happy if Book... I'd be quite happy if, like, Book gets snubbed in the voting, right? Because we know when, when Book gets ticked off, oh, yeah. Book our league, right? He's going to come out and he'll just What's he'll that go phrase? berserk. And I took it personally. Yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> right. So... Um, but just what he what he brings to the team, like he's like he's the heart and soul of the team. You know, we drafted him. He's ours. He's the face of he's the face of the franchise. And you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, in um, a bit of a, a run, hopefully sixteen wins time, he'll go down as arguably the greatest son ever. And um, we we spoke to Flex last week, and um, some well, one of us brought up the fact that Ryan McDonough. Um, recruited Devin Booker and Flex was quick to uh, uh, correct us and say that Devin Booker recruited Devin Booker. He, he just enjoys himself. was very himself. adamant on that too. He yeah, was absolutely. Just like, he Ryan enjoys himself to the credit. <laughs> our fan base, he enjoys himself to our fan base. And um, reality is that, look, I read out, I, I did throw CP3 and McCall in there and they both had great seasons, but... Devin Booker was phenomenal this year and he should be in that conversation. Now, likelihood is he finishes fourth or fifth in the MVP voting. Um, I agree with Nate. I think it's going to be between Jokic and um, Embiid. And I think Embiid will win it because the NBA loves that story. But um, Devin Booker was phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. Uh, defensive player of the year. This will be a really, really short segment. Um, I've yeah, only put down one name, which is Mikael Bridges. If anybody's got any debate that Mikael Bridges isn't our best defensive player, go now. Oh, shit. I had Evan Mobley down. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Mikael Bridges should win the defensive player of the year. The narrative will probably push a hell of a lot of uh, love towards Giannis, particularly if he doesn't win the MVP. So if they give it to Embiid, the MVP, I think Giannis will absolutely walk into this award because I want to give him one. Um, but I have got one other comment. The last two weeks, I've seen a fucking complete nutter narrative around Marcus Smart, oh, yeah. the defensive player of the year. NBA media, if you even fucking dare, when Nate and I get over, we're going to come <laughs> and finish it down. Marcus Smart is not even fucking a quarter of a defender that fucking Mikael Bridges is. And you want to know... Um, there's a little bit not, of bias in that statement, I believe. You but... want to know whether or not fucking Mikhail Bridges is a better defender? Go and ask Donovan Mitchell after he got fucking burnt. <laughs> yeah. Now, Marcus Smart spends more time on the deck than the, the leaves outside at the moment. Yeah, well, if, um... if there was a greatest flop, if there was flopper of the year, it'd be between Marcus Smart and LeBron. So... Oh, look, he clearly suffers from uh, clearly suffers from vertigo. He's always yeah, falling over right. at yeah, the inopportune right. moments. So, look, our, our thoughts and prayers in that regard. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, you look at the stats of the ground that he covers, Mikel. Oh, right? Look at the minutes that he plays, and he never misses a game, right? 
He, he never plays, takes a night off. And he plays just, on the best offensive player in every team, every fucking game. Yeah, and then not only that, because he's clamped the other guy, and then one of the other guys gets hot, so he switches over to them yeah. and clamps them as well. So, yeah, he's just unreal. Um, what yeah. what he's been able to do, and he's great, phenomenal. Yeah, Nate. Uh, you, you mentioned LeBron, and I don't want to let an opportunity go by where we don't shit on him properly, and you just kind of let it slip past there. So I just wanted to pull you back. Look, coach. End of the season. Lakers are not playing. Team is imploding. Vogel didn't know he was getting sacked. How <laughs> stupid is that? Oh, no. Oh, it was wow. announced while he was coaching. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Magic Johnson announced it the day before on first take. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. He said the words, of course he's getting fired. <laughs> well, uh, let's be honest. I think we all knew he was getting fired. But what I wanted to point out was in the scoring title um, that the NBA.com mentioned, there was three players, Embiid, Giannis, and the third one was LeBron. <laughs> but only LeBron had an asterisk next to his name. <laughs> I didn't even look what it was for because I don't care. He's shit. And there was an asterisk next to his name. Well, and I can tell you what the there always should be, especially any time when someone says goat. I can tell you, I can tell you what the asterisk was. It was that he did not play enough games to qualify for the scoring title. Well, you know what? I figured as much, but I didn't want to go into it. I just wanted to leave it an asterisk. Well, it's not all bad for the Lakers boys. I don't know if you know, but it's a, a they've already got their first W uh, in the off season. They finally got Luol. Things contract off their books today after that beautiful <laughs> stretching uh, of that. So I did just, see someone you know, post that in the the, um, the feed there. That was brilliant. Majestic <laughs> managing stuff over there. So just so a center of got, excellence. Um, your is your defensive player of the year for the Suns. Yeah, oh, Mikel, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our ultimate one year. Um, uh, encouragement award. Easy. Nate, who you got? Uh, the recency bias, bias in me had this as Ishi or Effie. <laughs> but obviously we're going to give it to Ishi because, you know, to do the two-way contract the way he did and to, to get uh, a proper contract and now he gets to play finals with this team, I think that's that's incredible. And to, to say he's played meaningful minutes and not just uh, the garbage time, I think he's, he's proven. So that's, that's my encouragement award for the whole season because he's been there for the whole ride. Lovely. Uh, Trev, I know yeah. this is going to be thrown on you because you didn't have the agenda, but um, we need, a, need an encouragement award from you. No, no, that's all right. As my wife will tell you, I get in trouble if I have too long to think about things. So uh, <laughs> best to go straight off the cuff. No, look, I'm, I'm with Nate. I think it has to be ish. What a story, right? You, <laughs> a guy that was a tight end of Baylor just decides, I'll go have a crack at basketball instead, ends up on the Suns roster where you think, oh, this guy's not going to do too much. Um, was just into every play. Like, so much... Um, infectious energy on the bench, always getting behind his guys. And he comes in, started to make some impact plays. I remember when he came in and turned that game against the Spurs, where they played him as a small ball five, um, where it looked like the Spurs had us covered and we chased him down. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure we were double digits down in the last quarter. Um, and he was huge in that. And then, look, it's, 
it's bittersweet in some ways, you know, have to say goodbye to the Frank the Tank. Um, you know, he's been wonderful what he has bought, but the upside is you give an opportunity to someone like this who has absolutely earned it and has, you know, he's come out, his game's evolved. I mean, seems to be knocking down that corner three with a bit of regularity now, and that's huge. If you can come hey, in and do that. PJ hey, Tucker style. Yeah, and get in on those offensive boards, which he's done a couple of times as well. He's going to... Confidence um, to put him up. Catch too. a few guys. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you, Nate. It's hard to go hard to go past any anyone else for that one. He's um, so glad he's with us. And um, yeah, hopefully so, uh, he can chip in. So I've got an honourable man, honourable mention because I'm disappointed in both of you. Um, honourable yeah, mention for the Encouragement Award goes to Frank. Frank, you'll be back next year. There's no doubt we'll sign you again. Um, disappointing that you had to be cut, but um, and we'll get into thumbs up, thumbs down, but uh, disappointing you had to be cut. But my encouragement award goes to the Tunnel Suns, the pre-game Tunnel Suns. Guys, carry that shit out through the playoffs. That is fucking delightful. I don't care whether it's away, whether it's home, whether... That is the most entertaining shit you will ever watch in your life is watching that mob do their handshakes, do their dances. Do I mean, at some stage, I watched a video the other day where DeAndre Ayton took out the fucking the Iron Man thing out of someone's hand and put it into Mikhail's chest and he did the whole, <laughs> I'm going to Iron Man up in the, the tunnel suns are fabulous. Well, I even did it the other day, like JaVale phoned it in, right? Because he was out with that illness and they all gathered around the, the phone. Yep, and JaVale <laughs> still did the call. Yep. Yeah. How good would that be if they, well, if they couldn't because of censorship, but <laughs> if they were able to do that um, New Zealand rugby style in oh. front of the opposition's bench? Ah. <laughs> the right in front of the opposition's bench. <laughs> be right before the game. Yeah. DeAndre Aiden running after the opposition as a dog. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that would be sensational. My encouragement award is Tunnel Suns do not stop when we go into the NBA playoffs. Like, just yeah. keep going. That's a good All shout, right. yeah. Very good. We're going to move into our playoff predictions. And again, this is going to be pretty broad. Our first round matchup is going to be one of Minnesota, the Clippers, Nola or the Spurs? Who are we going to play first up? Jeez. I, I messaged you earlier, Gav, and I said it, it's head versus heart on this one because I, I kind of think Minnesota will handle the Clippers, but I don't like the fact that that puts them back into a playing game against what I think is going to be New Orleans. I don't see the Pels losing to San Antonio. Yep. And that means it's the Clips or the Pels coming our way. And, I mean, I was quite adamant last week then when, when Flex asked us if there was one team we didn't want to face. And for me, it was the Clippers because I just feel like they're going to be out the interest to, to discount our ability to go on. And I don't want to be anywhere near that. Not because I don't well, think we can beat them, because I don't want to suffer an injury. The, the other team's Minnesota. If the Clippers get past Minnesota, we've got to play Minnesota with Pat Beverly. Yep, that's true too. But... I don't know. I think Pels in Minnesota is an interesting matchup, though. I do mm. like what the Pels have done since uh, CJ McCollum's come across. They've kind of locked up 
all the positions, like even if it's just like the off guard with McCullum, the wing with Ingram and Valanciunas still doing what he does consistently in the middle, that's pretty formidable. I mean, Val, Minnesota aren't hard. tested in the playoffs. Val is seriously team. underrated, Valanciunas. He's mm-hmm. seriously underrated. Look, I, I think we always talk about the West being um, the hardest, but I mean, I'm looking at. The, I think I'd rather take on Dallas or Utah in the first round than anyone coming out of the playoff tournament. And that that's a funny thing. I think <laughs> our first round matchup is going to be harder than our second round matchup. I do. I honestly do. <laughs> so, Nate, what you call? Uh, well, look, my first plan. Honestly, I think. Honestly, personally, I think it's only Minnesota or the Clippers. Yeah. When it comes to Nola versus the Spurs, whoever wins that game is losing to either Minnesota or the Clippers. Yeah, see, I I actually gave the Pels more chance against the Clippers. Okay. Mm. Um, I I put my heart first and said uh, Mini across to Memphis to win the first game, and the Clippers go and play the Pels uh, in the play-on for our eight. And our matchup, and I don't like whoever comes out of that matchup. Yeah. Trev? Uh, I probably see it a little bit different to Nate. We were just chatting um, off air before we started. I actually think, I think the Clips will handle Minnesota. I am pretty wary of them, as, as we all are. Um, obviously with George back, but I think that trade that they made at the deadline, bringing in Covington and Storm and Norman Powell, they're a deep team now. Mm. They've got that switchy defense. They can shift guys around all over the place. They can be a handful. So with that being said, I think in a lot of ways, Memphis as the two seed, and as I said, I think the Clippers will take care of Minnesota. It's a lot like we were last year against the Lakers. You'll have this battle-hardened playoff experience squad in the Clippers coming up against the new guys on the block. I know Memphis made it made it um, in last year. Uh, well, they lost. It, they took the first game off the Jazz and then um, and then lost. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I see it. So then you're going to get to. I'd expect the Pels to knock off um, the Spurs, but I think. Again, I think the Pals will give Minnesota a bit of run for their money. I I think he's a wonderful player, Cat. Um, but I just... Times I've seen him this year, he's a ticking time bomb emotionally. Like, you recall when he played against us that last game and he's pointing that he's in crowd as head, clapping at the... He had, what, three points and yeah, barely after, touched it after, after that. that. Yeah, three points. So, refs, obviously, they're going to let a uh, a bit more go. Um, so, yeah, I really think that they're going to, you know, get stuck into him. Uh, you know, obviously a test for Edwards to see how he goes. And I'm not sold. D'Angelo Russell is very hit or miss. You know, he's either, he doesn't seem to have a happy medium. He's either really good or he's really bad. So, I, I, and I do, I do think because also if they drop that game against the Clippers, then the pressure gets turned up. Um, yeah. A little bit on them, um, where the pals are just kind of coming in for a bit of a free swing, if you will. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the way I see it. So do you reckon I think... Pat Bev would go as hard on his old team to the point? Oh, the fuck yeah, he would. He would. He just sold them. Revenge in the yeah, car park. He'd, he'd run them over in the car park if he could. They could potentially hurt each other into the first round. Yeah, they could. Yeah, 
Because they could so, both uh, make the first round and both hurt each other getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, so, look, um, I'm with Trent there. I think um, I think the Clippers get past Minnesota. And basically, the reason I think so is Minnesota are flakes. Um, they're a soft basketball team. I know that Pat Beverly adds a little bit of um, hardness or uh, like <laughs> from bark. a... He, yeah, he's, Pat, Pat will add a little bit to them. But when you look at their big three, which is Cat, Anthony Edwards and um, D'Angelo Russell... I'm just not sure that um, Minnesota are actually going to get out of the plane. Um, I think the Clippers will knock them off first round, and I think Nola will knock them off in the second round, and we'll play New Orleans. Mm. I think you're right, and I, I agree going back. I think that will be a tough matchup. Not only, you know, you factor in, you know, the matchups are pretty good. Like Jonas will give um, Jonas Valanciunas will give D eight. A handful Ingram is a handful on the wing, but then you've also got Willie Green, who kind of also already knows a he lot knows of the stuff that, he that knows we run. Team. Exactly, he knows um, our team. It's it'll be a challenge. And so New, Orleans I actually, have, New Orleans have not been easy for us this year. No, every game has been a challenge. Everyone you're spot on. So, uh, and I agree with you with what you said that potentially if we're good enough to get through, um, our second round matchup will be should be easier on paper. I mean. I would have, after what we did to the Jazz the other day, I think we've broken them. Yeah. <laughs> I would have absolutely... I think the Jazz broke themselves. themselves. Yes. I think, yeah, well, I think they break themselves oh. about halfway through the year. But, all right, so that's a good segue. We'll move into the second round. Are you going to look get at the past um, whoever it is we play. We're either going to play Dallas or Utah. Um, Dallas have never beaten us with DeAndre Hayden in the team. Um, we're... 12 or 13 and one against Dallas in the last three years. And Utah are a, an implosion waiting to happen. Now, the only way Utah gets through this matchup is if Luca doesn't play. I and we all know he heard he his calf today. So I disagree. I mean, I had Utah getting through um, on matchups. Because I, I don't like the centre rotation for Dallas since Kristaps has gone. Yeah, but... Um, oh, well, the matchups like from is, Utah, Dwight, they're going to expose Powell, the inside. Dwight Powell has a crack. Yeah, but he's not great. Yeah, but like they, don't pass the, they don't pass the ball to Gobert. Well, yeah, okay. There's a strategy, no one, there's a strategy that no one can do the video for, the research. Donovan Mitchell has had... Um, not assist, but passes has had less passes to Rudy Gobert than Joe Ingles, who left halfway through the year. He's more likely to pass a kidney stone than pass it to Gobert. You suggest. <laughs> so, it's um, pretty rare. Um, I think. Well, I think what, what Nate's touching on. I think it'll be a, a great reference point. I guess main thing to point out: Dallas is different now from when we played them earlier in the season. Now. From my recollection, all three games, Dallas led at three-quarter time. And we the first two didn't have Luca, and we ran him over. Third one, Luca played, and we did the same thing. We just out-executed them in the clutch. I guess we point out now their change. Kristaps has gone. Dinwiddie's come in. So he's given them a bit of a spark off the bench. But they're little, right? So straight off, you think, well, our Achilles heel of rebounding, that's probably not going to bite us here. 
But I guess the learning point will be if Dallas progresses, they will have had to combat the size of Utah, notably Gobert. And it'll be really interesting to see how that goes, you know, in terms of using DA and Javel. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, Utah's coughed up too many double-digit leads down the clutch, right? Like the, that quarter they had against us the other day, I've seen that three or four times. They've done it against the Warriors. It's just when the game's on the line, and you saw it last year in the playoffs. What have, didn't the Clips come back from 20-odd in game five or game six? I just They just don't have it in their DNA. Um, and I, you can't just flick a switch and turn it on. Um, and it's a lot to do with the game style. I think, you know, they kind of, a lot a lot of living and dying by the three, as silly well, as it well, is. Trev, have, let's tie that back to what Gav said. If, if Luca is damaged, not injured, yeah. but damaged and not playing at 100%, what did Dallas have to, to walk over Utah with in that situation? It's hard, isn't it? I mean, you've, you're going to rely... You're relying on your bit players like your, like your a healthy and... team that doesn't get along is still better than an injured roster, right? It's true, um, but I, I think Dallas will be able to keep it close because their defense has picked up, right? But this is huge. I've, if Luke has gone for the entire series, second, then they probably no, can't. Second, win. Re- second round, he should Luke be. Is back. Oh, no, but we're talking about... This is oh, the first round. Yeah, they play first round. Yeah. This is getting out of the first So if he's, gone, if he's gone for all seven games, you know, I don't think they can win. If it's only for one or two, then I think they can be okay. Because I, I think the Jazz, if he can stick around close enough, like they like to hit you with those three-point barrages. You know, your Clarksons and all of that, they get hot for periods. Um, but Luke is kind of the... He's like Steve Nash was to the seven seconds or less right he's he's the engine that makes it all run he if gets look, those guys they're open looks um we're talking about luca though and dallas have the home court advantage in that game so the first two games are in dallas minor either minus or with a damaged luca yeah but if he it hurts starts him. to get better he's not getting better till they go on the road to utah so yeah. there's another advantage for it's a fair Jazz. Call. It's a yeah. fair call. But if um, Donovan shoots like he did against the Suns. <laughs> hey, look, like you said before, Gav, I, I I don't really care who we play. This is going to be the easiest round of the playoffs. I think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think this is an easier round than anything we play in the first round. Yeah. I, I think it's all just to do with the, the method, right? Like whoever wins will have some confidence. But you just want to see... You know, if they all of a sudden they did something that was a bit out of character and you didn't think they had them in, you'd be like, whoa, that's a bit different. But I think at this, I think we know what Utah are. Um, yeah. And, and then let's look, be maybe... honest, Dallas, Dallas and Utah, neither of these sides are beating us in seven games. No. no I just, yeah. Nobody, it's, it's just not Nobody is, Gav. No. We'd wear Luca down and we, as I said, I think... We've struck a huge psychological blow if we hadn't already against the Jazz. So. Well, all right. Um, who Western else do you see coming finals. out? Who's getting who's getting out the well, other no, side? No, no. Before you go on, let's let's touch on the the elephant in the room, and that's the after the way it panned out today, Golden State and Denver. Because I sat well, here. This, this this is the next point. Who's getting out of the Western Conference on the other side? Well, that's still first round. So you've got I Memphis. Mean, honestly, Memphis honestly, I don't seed. think Golden State 
personally, I don't think Golden State will beat Denver. So it's the I worst sat possible there and I, I wrote Denver and then I rubbed I it out and I put Golden State. I I think Denver, and I agree with Trev, what Trev just said, I think Denver is the worst possible matchup that Golden State could have in the first round. They're kind of opposites as far as where they where their strengths are. Absolutely. Opposite games. Steph, I think Steph will only play if they are struggling to win the series. Hmm. Yeah, I've read today he seems to be, yeah, it seems to be up in the air. Yeah, he's, he's battling. to be ready for the first game. So that's not too encouraging. Um, you know, now, you're Clay, at- Clay's, Clay's caught fire against um, the bottom sides in the West. So he must be way better now. <laughs> Your favourite. <laughs> Good tosser. Well, yeah, what we about got... the other matchup? What about Memphis? Do they are they gonna walk over? I'm not confident Memphis gets Lakers? out. I don't think the like Memphis the gets to, I don't think Memphis gets out of the Clippers. Yeah, Shit. that's gonna be that's gonna be a huge one, I think. Um So then you're yeah. looking at Clippers Denver as what washes into our game. Yeah. Well, you know who we'd rather for that one. <laughs> Sons in four. Yeah. Um, to be honest, uh, again, uh, we spoke about it last week. I'm, uh, the Clippers are the biggest worry in the West. Um, so if we get to the Western Conference Finals and it's the Clippers, there's a chance Kawhi's playing as well. I'd actually prefer Kawhi playing. Because mm. the way that they are structured, if Kawhi comes in, it'll mess up everything they do. Yeah, yeah. they'll feel compelled a, to feed him the ball, and he hasn't played in two years. It'd be a big roll of the dice, but yeah, I mean, I just take take solace in the fact our best is better than everyone else's best. So it's going to be up. It's going to be up to these other teams to take us out of our stuff. Yeah, right. And we've got enough guys, and I I can see this, and this is. You know why I like these signings of ish, just to show that you know James Jones has been thinking about what we need. There's going to be guys that come in, like an Aaron Holiday. Um, ish might come in, might only play two minutes, but they'll make an impact. They'll disrupt a couple of players, get some deflections, cause some turnovers. In the scheme of things, that'll be huge. Um, I just want Ish to come in and punch Paul George in the head. <laughs> I'd just be happy. I'd just like to like spear tackle him. You just yeah, be, yeah, yeah, snap yeah. him in half with that NFL tackle. Yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, hopefully Paul doesn't you know strain that elbow again with his push off arm. Every time I see him, it's oh, up there just goodness. trying to shove blacks off. Look, so. look um, I'm not confident that Golden State come out, but when you look at that side of the draw, Golden State is most likely. Yeah. At this point, so well, the Steph thing's interesting though. Very yeah, interesting. it is. He's struggling, and Western Conference Finals style. I think it's um, Suns Warriors, and we will not lose in seven games to the Warriors. No. Yeah, it'll be it'll be tough, but I still think you know even when we played them there that other time, we didn't play great, but we still found a way to get it done. Uh, you know, and even with the Warriors, you've still got question marks. Guys like Jordan Poole, you know, how will he handle the mean, meaningful minutes in the playoffs? He very well might shine in the playoffs, you know, and 
good luck if he does. But I think he is he's their still only got those... solid piece. Yeah, got their own. Yeah, he's great. But let's be honest, our defense actually tightens up when it comes yeah. to playoffs. Hmm. And the game slows down. When so. it came to when it came to the game slowing down against the Warriors last time, Jordan Poole had no impact. Yeah, None. that's it. You're running more half court sets, and that yeah. all comes back into which, ironically, back when we had the seven seconds or less version, that was our Achilles heel. When the game yeah. slowed down and having to run it in the half court, yeah. that was against us. Now it's how we want to. Now do it's it. our strength. So, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. We come out, we play the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. We beat them for one. I'll give them one. <laughs> Sorry, <Jim>. boy. <laughs> we go into the NBA Finals. Who's coming out of the East? Well, how did, did you sit down and do like a, a mock bracket all the way through, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Because I had the same two, and I looked at Atlanta and Charlotte, and I think Atlanta will come out there just because there's more scoring depth. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which puts them up against the loser of Brooklyn, Cleveland. I gotta tell you, I would not be surprised if Cleveland handled Brooklyn and go yeah. on to play Boston, nah. and then put Brooklyn Brook- against Brook- Atlanta. Brooklyn beat, Brooklyn beat Cleveland hands down. Yeah, okay, I, I just I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they shit the bed and then it takes that spur <coughs> them on against Atlanta and they play Miami. Cleveland. Cleveland wise, they've got um, their biggest gap is going to be the ISO ball with Durant and Kyrie. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, I didn't have. Oh, if I actually think Cleveland or Brooklyn could take Boston. I th- I, I'm, I'm not on board the recency bias as them being yeah, great. a hope right the end. So I don't I have, think Boston. Boston. I don't think Boston's as good as they think they are. No, I'm. I'm right there with you. So I think Cleveland or Brooklyn could challenge Boston. Uh, Milwaukee's obviously coming out against Chicago. Milwaukee's yep. going to beat whoever wins out of Boston, Cleveland, or Brooklyn. Milwaukee gets to the end. Philly will handle Toronto. Miami and Toronto for that spot. I think Miami. Will there's take- there's way too much love for. Um, Matisse Tybal can't play against Toronto, so the Sixers are going to lose. Sixers oh, yeah. will smash Toronto. <laughs> Toronto will just enjoy being back in the mention, I reckon. But then we get down to the finals being Miami versus Milwaukee, and that's where I've got a question mark. I really don't know who's going to come out of that. Um, they're two completely different teams, and Milwaukee runs everything through you know one player, basically. And Miami sort of structured more like us, where they're deep, they're talented, and the ball gets around. Trina, how do you see it? I'm, uh, well, if we, we take it back, so for all of our punters listening out there, I'd be definitely taking the overs in the Atlanta-Charlotte game. I'm not sure we'll see a hell of a lot of uh, playoff intensity defense in that one. It'll just be who can get it in the basket the quickest. Um, Kat, look, I think Brooklyn will overcome the Cavs. I think um, Cavs have had a great season, but they've just had a, been a bit unlucky losing guys with injury. And I think they've just run out of puff a little bit. Um, and you get, I mean, we've seen it already a few times this year. It's highly likely Kyrie and KD go for nearly the full 48. Um, hasn't been too uncommon this year. So 
So I think basically, so I think yeah, um, Brooklyn finishes seven. Uh, and then look, I'm hoping Cleveland can secure the eighth spot. I think they've been a, a real revelation this year with what they've been able to do. Um, all that length, and it's been a, a fun game to watch. I do feel sorry when Rubio went down. I thought he'd be what he was doing for that team was fantastic. Um, the way he was getting guys moving around and all those kinds of things. So I really hope that they get through, and I'd be confident that they would beat Atlanta or Charlotte, although I do think Atlanta will knock off Charlotte. Um, so moving through to the other series, I'd be surprised if the Bulls take a game uh, in their series. So they're, pl- they're playing Milwaukee, is that right? Have I got great. that right? Yeah, yep. so I'd be very surprised. Third. Yeah, so I'd be very surprised if that happens. Um, in regards to Boston, look, they are playing quite well, but I really, yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sold either. I think without Williams in the middle, I really think if he was there, I'd be think, gee whiz, these guys could really give it a shake. But without him in the interior, I still think there's a few lapses there. That being said, though, they're on such a, a wave. I think you've got to hit them early. Like, they've got to take game one away from them. Otherwise, they're going to build that confidence. So I think that's big. But, you know, Brooklyn can be the team to do it, right? So, Would you have thought we'd be sitting here at the end of the regular season saying that Boston's only a chance if their six-foot-eight centre is um, hmm. healthy? Who goes by the nickname The Time Lord? Because he slept through his <laughs> alarms or something like that. So, yeah, it's funny. Well, I... You know, people were calling for the Doka's head <laughs> not so far into the season. Now they're trying to throw him up as coach of the year candidate. So I guess that's a good thing. I like opinions, just, you know, just like armpits. We've all got them, right? So, um, and yeah, she went for armpits there. Thank you for the did, uh, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's Boyd's birthday. <laughs> you know, I'll leave that stuff to him. So that's all okay. Um, yeah. And then look, if we move through the other series, I think Miami gets through. I think. Philly will get through, although Toronto has been playing some good ball. Um, I do think they will miss Bible. Um, I don't know. Do the ghosts of Philly kind of come back and haunt them? They've had a bit of bad luck. And, it will. You know, They've got James Harden. It's bound to yeah. <laughs> And I'm not sure Doc's the man at the at the helm, right? I think he's he gets a bit rattled himself. So but There's a reason why he's in the rumour mill for coaching the Lakers next year. Mm. Right? <laughs> it's not yeah. a fluke. It's not a fluke. Yeah. You're talking about him going somewhere else. That's it. Just throw the match on and let it burn, baby. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be interesting as well. So, I I still think Milwaukee gets out. I think... All the way? Kind of, yeah, I, I just think... Finals rematch? Lopez is back. He's a pretty big part of what they do. Um, I think it'll be... Look, I hope it's a finals rematch, at least from our, our point of view. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves um, but I, I'm comfortable knowing that this year's Suns is a better version than last year's Suns and I think True. this year's Bucks, I don't know maybe now that they've got it there they can flick, flick a switch somewhat in the playoffs although I don't subscribe to that theory I do Matt, think... You were, you're about to touch on it I reckon we're better and they got worse Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just in terms of matchups uh, you know, personnel v personnel I think We've, we've, yeah, strengthened ours, and they've lost a little bit. So we shall see. But it's an exciting time of year, boys. You know, feels like it's taken forever to get back here, and now here we are. So thank fuck we are though, right? Bring it on. I think, um, <laughs> I think that the Eastern Conference Finals becomes system versus solo. So Miami versus Milwaukee. Yeah. 
Um, Miami runs the runs the system. Milwaukee is more than happy to ISO. Whoever comes out of there, personally, I hope it's Milwaukee um, because I think system wins. Yeah. The NBA finals well, no system Miami's wins. Miami's the best coach team in the East. There's no doubt about that. So if any team's going to make adjustments from game to game or even quarter to quarter, it's Spolstra. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty fair shout. Um, and I think with Philly now as well, you know, will they be able to set that balance between Harden ISO ball and MB getting his touches? Um, you know, they haven't had a lot of time to rehearse it. Um, and now you'll be right under the gun. So look forward to so, seeing it. Lads, when we when we win the NBA finals, um, <laughs> who's, who's our MVP? Um, <laughs> I've got a book for both. Like I've got it. If it's if it's Giannis, um, book's just going to take it. Uh, he won't let Giannis take it. And if it's Miami, they'll spread the love around, and Booker will just own the series. Yeah. Turf. Oh. oh, gee whiz. I'm- you know, <laughs> uh, look, I think, I think this is it. a battle in two. There's only two blokes if we win the title who can win the um, finals MVP. It's Book yeah. or it's Chris Paul. Yeah, I think you kind of takes out. Um, you kind of take out someone like Mikhail. I mean, I think really the only time a defensive-minded player is ever going to be in the category is if there's like a bona fide number one option, which Miami doesn't did, necessarily did, have. Did Iguodala win? Did Iguodala yeah. win? Yeah, but what LeBron to still averaging 30 or something, but that was on quite a few shot attempts. So, I don't know. Like, if let's just say hypothetically we play the Bucks and DA keeps well, Giannis. Well, going to play on Giannis. That's... Yeah, so keeps Giannis to like 20 and 10 throughout the series. You know, that's probably <laughs> if that happens, we're going to we're going a hell of a long way to winning. So yeah. we got a backup um, center with six extra fouls to give this year. That's yeah. it. And We've the match of the Congo as well, if we need to. So exactly. It's, it's and Ish. We can yes. throw Ish in too. He can back <laughs> well, I know. He's, he's hit, hit him at the free throw out. line. Don't let him get the inner circle. <laughs> he's growing that hair out. So that's another extra couple of inches that he's bringing as to long the table. As, so um, as long as he doesn't hit 18 from 19 again. Fucking uh. piece of shit. And as long as we don't have um, that clown that counting with his money when he was doing the free throws, get get him Jesus. out, please. <laughs> so All right. Um, so me personally, I think if we win the NBA finals this year, I'm going to go with the uh, NBA media. Um, Does it start with a C? The uh, the. Favoured vote, I suppose. The um, I'm trying to think of the word. Chris Paul will win MVP for the NBA Finals. Works for me. Even though Book will probably dominate and deserve it, they'll just give it to Chris Paul. Um, you pointed out earlier they love a good narrative. Narrative, good word. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, what do we got? Three questions. Pump through them. It's going to be a pretty quick one, I imagine, by looking at these. You got um, you you writing? I can do that. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, cutting Frank for Ish was the right call. Thumbs up. 
Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Our ability to get to the foul line is a concern coming into the playoffs against teams that get cheap calls every time down the floor. We are now minus 78 free throws attempted in the last eight games. Trev? Thumbs down for me. I'm also thumbs down. Gav? I'm thumbs up. All right. Probably why it was so freaking long of a statement. And we will move into next season because I couldn't think of anything else. If a Lumberg will take Alfred Payton's spot on our roster for next season. Fair. Thumbs up. Yep. I'm also thumbs up. So. All right. So cutting Frank for Ish was the right call, was the first question. Um, we're all thumbs up. Good, um, just a Just a little bit of background on that. I know that Sun's Twitter's gone fucking ballistic and we should have cut Alfred Payton and we should have done this, should have done that. Frank isn't fit. Um, Alfred Payton gave us an extra body when it comes to playoffs. If we get injuries, it gives us an extra body. Um, Alfred Payton is uh, no good, but reality is we can put him on the floor. Yep, that's all it came down of me, Gav, was who can play minutes, and that's not Frank. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And it also just shows, like, the team is looking at every little thing that they have at their disposal to make them the best possible version of themselves going into the playoffs. So, um, yeah, appreciate what Frank did, that 31-point game earlier in the year against Portland, and giving the two small sign to Norman Powell, that'll live with me forever. So, I would have liked if Frank. you got... I would have liked if he got one more 30 point game so that Espe had to get a tat, but <laughs> Kaminsky code. Um, our ability to get to the fair line is a concern coming into the playoffs against teams that get cheap calls every time down the floor. So, so Gav, you're the odd one out here, and you, yeah, this, wrote this, this one question detail, was more so. about I'm not so concerned in the, in the West. But in the East where we play, where we have to, let's say Philly makes finals or let's say Giannis makes finals. I like the way you fuckers, didn't say Milwaukee, just Giannis. <laughs> they, those fuckers get calls for nothing and they spend the entire game on the fucking foul line. Yep. On the foul line is three points. If we're missing at the other end, that's a concern, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a quick note down here. Uh, what have I got? Fuck other teams. That was my response. Yeah. Man, that's nice. I think yeah. look, you also need to factor in the, the way the Suns play, right? We have a stack of ball movement, which leads to a lot of open shots, a lot of open dunks, cutting movement, right? So quite often we beat the defense, get an open shot, therefore don't draw the foul. Other teams are a little bit different when they play that heavy iso ball, um, and then you have guys that just like to barrel into guys, um, you know, and all those kinds of things. So I'm not saying it's not. Okay, so that's totally that's great. That's a that's a great point. But NBA playoffs, the game slows down. Mm. We spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah, but I think you, if you go back to last year, we saw our free throw rate started to pick up quite a bit compared to what it was in the regular season. I think you saw. Bit more book, a little bit more 
CP, you also saw some more stuff, you know, being able to get it inside to DA as well. I think all of those things will be big. So, yeah, it's going to be, it is something that always, you know, can take the game away from you, right? You fear it as a, if you're the better team, X player X gets into foul trouble, you know, and that's going to, it's going to help you or hinder you depending on who it is. But I think this team's got enough nous and belief in the system to not let that bother them. I don't think they'll get through. And look, and I know a lot of it gets make it, you know, made of these figures, you know, what the discrepancy, I know Kevin Ray was talking about it on today's telecast, what the discrepancy has been over those games and the casual fan will go, ah, oh, you know, the refs have got us in, but you got to take into account the way we play. We do move it around a hell of a lot more than your average team. You know, a lot of movement, a lot of cutting leads to open stuff. So you're not going to get fouls that way. And as opposed to those other teams that do try and get some in. That being said, though, there are players that clearly get reft on reputation. I mean, JaVale just seems anytime he gets near someone, he <laughs> tends to I get whistled for one where other guys can get away. So, And I'm, I my biggest concern is we get into an NBA finals with Philly. Yep. And the entire series is decided on the foul line. Yeah, look, it, I can't, you can't dismiss it, right? You just say, um, you know, you try and adjust when we get there. I think both times we've played Philly, though, DA, and particularly this year, we've done a good job on him. Like, he hasn't gone to the line a silly amount of times as opposed to some other teams. So, yeah. Oh, look, I, I've, I see what you're The official side well. of things, though. Do you think not even the officials are sick of James Harden and the ISO ball? Do you think they they're not see him not. at the top of the key? They sit there they, go, for fuck's sake, pass the they ball. They keep calling fucking fouls. And now that we've been well, we back with absolutely zero I watched zero a Philly contact. game the other day. I watched a Philly game the other day, and between Harden and MP, they had 38 foul shots. Hmm. The Shit. fuck? Yeah. It's it's hard to watch, but now now that we've beaten our Scott Foster curse, I'm convinced we can <laughs> overcome overcome the adversity that the the black and whites might throw our way. So, All right, and as mate. I said, if things get out of hand, we'll just get Ish Wainwright to spear tackle them, and we'll be fine. That's what he's there for. Mate, any comment on that? No, I, I did it. Um, fuck other teams. That was that was it. Yeah. That's all I had. Okay. Okay. Um, cool stop. <laughs> and a uh, uh, moving forward into next year, if a Lamberg will take Alfred Payton's spot on our roster, uh, we're all thumbs up. Uh, Trev, comment. Well, you couldn't imagine a tougher gig, right? You're relocating from the other side of the world to a team that's on, knocking on the door of playoffs that have been playing together all year, and you've come in, got to learn everything that's happening all in a matter of Dude. days, it feels like. Yeah, you opened um, with you couldn't imagine a tougher thing to do. He he's coming out of Russia. He's coming out of Russia. He's a professional it. basketballer. I'm not talking, uh, yeah. yeah. A fair point, lads. Fair point. I see where you're going. That's all right. So, or Brittany uh, Griner with him. But, yeah. oh, that's exactly right. Well, that's the story for another day. That's the off season pod, I guess. But, uh, no, but look for him, you come in. Um, I like what I've seen. That jumper looks nice. Good arc on that shot. He gets about it. You know, still needs to learn a little bit with the schemes. But absolutely, he's if he can knock down that three, which he looks like he's looks 
you know, reasonable enough and you've got no reason to think it won't improve a little bit once he gets comfortable. Definitely worthy of um, roster does, minutes. Does so. anyone else, and you guys have watched basketball as long as I have, does anyone else see Drazen Petrovic? Oh, not shot? quite yet. I wouldn't go. In the shot. No, just the, just the shooting style. Yeah, a little bit. Like, probably the release not as quick as Drazen, but, you know, that could come, that could probably comes with, you know, confidence and all of those kind of things. Um, I mean, he's only played three games, so. Hmm. Yeah. Won't quite Nate, label him as Craig Hodges yet, but, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how we go. Nate, comment. Hey, this one's pretty simple because Flex says so. I'm going to follow that because some people don't agree with that. And uh, my only comment to that is, oh, different Dave, dot, dot, dot. Because Flex says so. That's all I got. That's really all I got. Yeah, it's impressive the way you looked into the camera there. That's nice. You like that? I've only got one comment I have with the audience. I've only got one comment on this. Yes, because Alfred Payton is shit. Yes. (laughs) I'm glad you picked up there. I had to pick between my (laughs) my points here. (laughs) What's his ceiling though, guys? The, The Lundberg from what we've seen... Alfred Payton? <laughs> no, no, that's the floor. We're already below it. Uh, what's the ceiling on Lundberg? Like, what could he Drazen be? Petrie. What could he be? No, no, he'll never get there. Um, like, is he like a, a Euro stash equivalent, like Bogdan Bogdanovich? No. When we when we passed him off for Chris, but no, he's he, like, how he, good he's, could this guy be? I think he's. I think his ceiling is back of the bench. Um, some pretty solid minutes during the regular season. Playoffs, not so much. It's yeah, a, look at it's, a, it's a cheap contract to fill a roster. That's what he is. Mm. But I think they would have, you know, they wouldn't have made the move unless they saw something in him. Um, well, it wasn't a move from now. Yeah. It can't have been. He travelled too far to fill a... No, man. that's right. Not for three no. games. No. So there's got to be... This is not some, there's got to be something that James Jones sees in his ceiling to make this about next year. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope his ceiling is Drazen Petrovic. That'd be fucking sensational. But I mean, we haven't even been to Summer League yet. I mean, what's going to come out of Summer League? It's actually going to happen. Yeah. But the roster spot's full now, technically. This year, yeah. Well, no, going into next is the conversation. If we maintain, yeah, we well, we fuck Alfred Payton off and put him in. Yeah. All right, but all back of the bench, back of the bench. <laughs> he stamped him. Bang. Um, wrap up. Uh, last comments, Trev. Oh well, yeah. Next time we speak will be after game one of yeah. the first round of playoffs. But very nice to you know have it on a public holiday, so that's a, a good sign. Um, no, look, just going back to what we said before, boys. You know, you don't take these things for granted, right? When you know we followed it, and Gav, you and I have spoken. You know, it's only a couple of years, <laughs> it felt like five minutes ago, we won nineteen games for the season, right? So everyone that's gone through that deserves to be here, you know, to enjoy this stuff. So. As I said, you know, it just seemed so long ago when the, the head was in the hands there on the couch last year um, when we just came up that bit short. But, gee, we was bloody excited to, to be here. 
all your hope is, yeah, look, health sticks with us all the way. We just get that little bit of luck when we need it. But if ever there was a Sun squad to do it, it's these boys. Um, there's just not a weakness in the armour across a seven-game series. And if they bring their best to the table, man, I'm going to give it a hell of a shake. So, yeah, can't wait. You know, it, there's a bit of nervousness and anxiousness about it as well, but that's what makes that's what makes the winning so good, right? If you didn't have that, you wouldn't appreciate how awesome it is when you win. So, not taking anything for granted. Um, every team that you play does something good. That's why they're there. That's why they're a playoff team. But, uh, yeah, excited by the journey ahead and yeah, can't wait to get into it, boys. So, uh, look forward to chatting about it further. Awesome, Trev. Nate, last comments? I'm going to wrap up with some sharing the love. Um, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to have Flex and Dan on here last week. We've had Justin, so says Jay, from Fanning the Flames on. Um, you know, the Flex and, and Dan, the Coast to Coast podcast, gave us love for inspiring them to get back and get back into it um, on the, the recent pod. So that was cool. So shout out back to them. We appreciate it. We listen. We like getting given the credit for making you good again. I'm sure there's a cap in that. Um, but I, I feel like from our chat before, Gav, we need to throw some love out to Paul, right? Um, yeah. He's having yeah. pot anxiety and he wants to Paul, come on. Paul, Paul, we are, you're on next. Maybe. There you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, because yeah, we've kind of maybe already reached out. <laughs> Paul, it's, you're, you're coming up, mate. Paul, the we, segment, we want but, you on. The wrap-up comment is share the love, and this is us sharing it yeah. with you, my friend. <laughs> uh, that is all. The list is long, but uh, just follow us on so. Twitter, <laughs> Aussie Suns fan. Like, share, do all that sort of great stuff. Paul, we're going to get you on as soon as we can. Don't worry. Playoffs. We wanted to save you for the important moments because if we get the other guys on, they talk too much. <laughs> you don't talk about it. So you're, you're pretty good for us. Um, like, share, do all that, comment. Um, we've started to get far more people watching us. Um, we have a bit of fun. We, we love what we do. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, enjoy your nights. We will see you next week. Ciao. Go Suns. Oh, Dave, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Was that good? It's going to be a good time. <laughs>